My name is Martin Abonge and I believe in freedom. I believe in creating a lifestyle where you actually have a choice. My goal here is to help you escape the life of sacrifice you've been conditioned to live. How do I do it? Simply by sharing my own journey to complete freedom. My expectations, my hurdles, my failures, my successes, and everything I learned along the way. How are we going to proceed here? We're going to do it by asking the right questions. The questions that make you think. Because these questions will allow you to do something. Change your mindset, to change your reality, and build the perfect life for you. And when I mean perfect life for you, it's for you. Not for your mom, not for your dad, not for your best friend. The perfect life for you. So in this podcast, we think differently. We expand your horizon and we work together to create your happiness. So welcome to the Freedom by Choice podcast with your host, Martin Bonge. Hey guys, how's it going today? Welcome to this new episode of your favorite podcast. This is your host, Martin, and this is episode 384. All right, guys, so uh, I hope you guys had a good day. Uh, me, I left the house today um, because my favorite restaurant where I order food over and over and over again every single day, now they don't deliver anymore. So I actually had to leave the house, go pick up my food, and then I stopped very quickly at a convenience store. I just wanted to, like, you know, um, in and out, right? But I couldn't find what I was looking for, so I still had my helmet, I had a mask, uh, <laughs> and everything, um, you know, just to block, you know, the, the, uh, the, the windshield of the helmet with a mask under it. Looked like, uh, you know, I was in an irradiated uh, zone. And um, yeah, so as soon as I came back home, I took a shower, so, you know, you never know, right? Uh, so not that I'm getting paranoid or something, it's just that I don't want to catch anything. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was my adventure today. All right, so, uh, so for today's podcast, I, uh, I wanted to tell you, um, you know, a story about my buddy Douglas. So I already told you about Douglas, he's that character that I absolutely love in IT crowd, he is the absolute best. I love the guy, he's so funny. Um, but uh, the thing is that he's very funny to me, uh, but my girlfriend, she hates the guy, right? So we had some chats and stuff. I was like, oh man, well, Douglas is the best. How could you not like Douglas? And she was like, nah, I like this character better and stuff. And so um, yesterday I asked her, I said, well, what's the, what's the problem with Douglas anyway? And she told me, well, he's sexist. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's actually the reason why I like Douglas, right? <laughs> no, wait, before you, you're like, oh, Martin is sexist. No, no, the reason why I like Douglas is because the guy is so sexist that that kind of person doesn't exist. You know, just take the, um, uh, in French, we call it caricature. It's the... Uh, like the archetype of the, the, the biggest jerk on the planet. And you, you know for sure, like, dude, I mean, this guy doesn't exist. So basically, they gathered people, like you know, a bunch of people in the room, saying what, it, what would be your worst nightmare in terms of manners, uh, you know, stupidity and all that kind of stuff. And they created Douglas. So that's the reason why I like Douglas, because the guy is an idiot. And, and to me, I mean, 
you know, it, it, I feel like nobody is, you know, it, there is no Douglas on this planet, right? So this is why I kind of like the guy because he he's over the top. But, you know, when she told me this, then I started thinking, I was like, oh, well, you know what? The, the, the reason why I kind of like Douglas is because, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a dude. So I only see Douglas as this ridiculous... Uh, outrageous guy that I mean it's impossible that this guy exists and he's it's over the top that it's funny so because I'm a dude and I am not the 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 like kind of like the victim of the his sex is that sexism or something yeah sexism I think that that's the term um, and I realized that oh you know what maybe if I were a woman I, w- I wouldn't like him uh, either Right? And then I started thinking, I was like, oh, but what if that character, there was a character who was like super racist in a, in a show, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like the guy. Right? Um, so, you know, that got me thinking, these are things that you know, you know, in, in other fields of, uh, of life and stuff, but here watching a series, I, I just didn't um, take that into consideration, like, you know, how you, you'll like a character or hate a character, you know? Um, because yeah, again, um, there there are things that people will go through that you don't go through, so it's very hard for you to relate and um, and what to understand, right? So, w- which brings me to kind of like my point of the of today's episode. You know, first of all, you know, Douglas, <laughs> a really funny guy, um, uh, depending on who you are, obviously. Uh, but here's the thing. One thing that I notice is that um, it is the, the, the easiest and the fastest way to change your perception or your paradigm. You know what people call paradigm is uh, like kind of like the, the glasses through which you see life. So the easiest and the fastest way um, to, to do this is actually um, to step in someone else's shoes. Okay. Because, you know, it, it is very, very hard uh, to change the, uh, your, your life, right? So if you want to change your life, that's one thing. You want to change your life. Um, the way you change your life is that you have to change how you're thinking, okay? That's, it starts there. Uh, it's all in the mindset and stuff. So you have to change the way you think. But here's the problem. Changing uh, the, the way you think and rewiring your brain is hard, man. It takes a lot of time because... You know, it takes a lot of time to forget, I don't know how many X, you know, I don't know, you're like 40, like 40 years of something that is engraved in your brain. It is, it is hard for you to forget about it and to go over it, okay? It takes a lot of time to do it. So if you're trying to um, kind of like change your perception or your paradigm, just using uh, like the mindset stuff, like the logic and stuff, it is going to be very hard and it's going to take a lot of time because there are things that you have to unlearn, okay? Things that hurt you, you know, really bad in the past or things that work for you that you absolutely love uh, and, um, and you know, people will tell you, yep, well, you, you actually love this, but you know, that kind of, that sucks, you know? So you have to unlearn a lot of things, okay? So I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying that, uh, and you know, obviously um, it, it is possible and it's necessary. It is part of the, of the solution, right? So you do have to go through that. But uh, it's not the, if you ask me, it's not the only component and it's not the fastest component uh, either, right? So there are other things 
uh, that you can do that will actually uh, you know help you get there quicker okay um, so one of those being you know uh, being able to kind of like change uh, the, the the position because uh, here's the thing I think I've already told you that but the way you see life it really depends on where you're sitting okay uh, <laughs> You know, just imagine you're looking at a, a six and someone on the other side is seeing a nine. You're both right, okay? It's just that you're sitting on different uh, in different positions. And uh, we covered this in a uh, in a different podcast. Um, is uh, there like an infinite number? Not infinite, but as uh, uh, you know, there are as many variations of the world as there are people on this planet because everyone has their own opinion, their own life and their own like kind of like perception of the world. And, um, and yeah, so yours is not necessarily the same. And again, depending on where you are, you will see things very, very differently. And, uh, you know, it's in everything. And that's just about like philosophy and stuff, you know, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, if you're in the, if you're in a car, if you're in the backseat, then your perception is very different from the person who's driving and is very different from the person who's on the on the, um, the like shotgun you know so you're you're all in the car but you have different experiences okay so the the way you think is is greatly greatly um you know influenced by by where you are right and you know as i was saying you know watching kind of like the you know videos or just like talking um to people so having them kind of like explaining how they see things and and all that kind of stuff uh, it helps but it's really not enough okay because you know as i was saying um i'm not a woman so if a woman is trying to explain to me some things that she goes through i will have a hard time like you know i can hear some of it but I won't be able to grasp everything um, just because it's, you know, it's kind of like just words and um, I don't actually like, kind of like to have the experience. So it's the same, like being a dude, you know, because people think that, uh, that being a dude is easy. Well, being a dude is not necessarily easy. There's a lot of things that, you know, we dudes have to go through and, um, and uh, a woman wouldn't be able to understand this. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, um, so what I'm saying is that words are just not enough. So experiences are a lot faster and a lot more powerful. Okay. Because again, there are things you cannot understand until you live them. Right. So, um, there, there are some things, for example, I remember these, uh, there are these documentaries, uh, that people are doing in France about racism. Okay. Because, you know, some people who've never actually been the victim of like racism or something, they just have the impression that it just doesn't exist. You know, it's just a myth. Oh, no, that was ages ago. And then, uh, you know, people don't think this way anymore and all that kind of stuff. Well, and uh, well, they, it's not that they're lying to themselves. It's just that they've, they've never experienced it. So I remember some of these, uh, some of these shows where uh, there were some like, uh, you know, French people, Caucasians, who basically um, had to spend a, uh, a week with a, uh, a disguise of a, a, a black person. So they had makeup and all that kind of stuff. And they had to live this life for a week. 
And these people who were at the beginning, they're like, ah, oh, no, you know, there is nothing there and stuff. After a week, they realized that, dude, uh, you know, it was a lot different from what they could see because the words were not enough. When people were saying this, they were like, yeah, it doesn't exist, but they did experience it. So things that they experienced was, you know, they were looking for like an apartment. Uh, you know, obviously the answers were, were no. Um, they couldn't go in, uh, in nightclubs, like the same nightclubs they've been going to for years and years and years. They couldn't go there. Uh, they were followed by security every time they got in a, in a, in a store. Um, they did try um, like, in, like job interviews as well. Uh, they tried all these things that people were telling them, look, uh, you know, you don't necessarily understand this because, you know, you don't go through this, but I go through that stuff. Right. And they did understand. And, and it was, uh, you know, these people, they were crying like after half a day, if not even at a few hours, a few hours. I mean, they were crying like, oh, man, how am I? What am I going to do? And, you know, uh, it is. And then you start realizing that some people actually have to go through this, uh, you know, every single day. And they have been for years. OK, so it's the same thing. I think I already told you that in um, in ooh, some distant episode, um, I had some some of my friends, so some girls. We went out um, to a nightclub and stuff uh, like a bar or something. And then we were waiting for a taxi. So it was two dudes and, and two girls. And uh, so we're waiting for the taxi. So I called the taxi the taxis on the way. And there is these two guys who, um, who were walking, they stopped by and they're like, oh man, do you have a cigarette? And I'm like, oh no, bro, sorry, I don't have a cigarette. Uh, you know, you know have, a, have a good one. And the guy's staying there and he's like, oh girls, why don't you come with us? And we're like, dude, look, we don't have a cigarette. You know, just, just go home, we're tired and stuff. And you know, long story short, I mean, these idiots, they were all in our face for like 10 minutes. And the guy was like, he wanted to fight. He was like, oh, you don't want to fight me up huh? because you're scared of me. And I was like, dude, I just, I, I just don't have any reason of fighting some idiot that I don't know. Please go home, right? So, so after that, we, we get in a taxi. So I managed to, um, to get the girls in the taxi. The guys were trying to open the door of the taxi. I mean, that was crazy. The taxi driver was, was like, hey, everybody out, you and your friends. I'm like, dude, dude we don't know these people. Right. So obviously, so eventually we managed to get away. And um, so, I, you know, I was talking to the girls. I was like, oh, man, Jesus Christ, some idiots. You know, and this must happen once every blue, you know, every blue moon. And they said, no, it happens all the time. And I was like, what do you mean it happens all the time? They said, yeah, it happens all the time. Every time we go out, we have to deal with such, with such idiots. And to me, I mean, me being a dude, I'm, I, I, you know, I mind my own business. Usually these guys, they wouldn't come and mess with me and stuff. Or even if, you know, I wouldn't pay attention to them. But, you know, after they told me this, then I started looking a little bit more, you know, because I had, I had some friends who were telling me, oh, man, uh, these men are all pigs and they're looking at us like this and blah, blah, blah. And people are whistling in the streets and stuff, which, you know, to be honest, I mean, some people, some people could be whistling. I wouldn't hear them. Right, because they're not whistling at me, but you know, I wouldn't hear them. So, uh, you know, one day I said, you know what, I I'm going to like sit down and just observe and you know pay attention. And I did pay attention, and indeed there were so many things that I had never seen before. Uh, not that I dressed up as a woman and people were whistling, <laughs> whistling, right? But I was paying attention. Right. So my point is is this: is that um, experience. Um, and, and putting yourself in the, in the situation, someone else's shoes 
is is a lot more powerful than um, than just words. Obviously, the words and the philosophy and all that kind of, that kind of stuff. The mindset is important, but uh, you know, being in that situation, dude. I I remember when. Uh, you know, that, that show when these guys were crying after like two hours and I was like, dude, you're crying after, you know, after two hours, I have to go through this stuff every single day, man. Uh, and the, the, the most powerful example for me was, um, uh, you know, there was a, uh, a bombing in, in Paris, in, uh, Bataclan, you know, there was this, uh, uh, this nightclub or something. There was a concert and it was a bomb. Right. And then. You know, everybody had like, you know, flags for Paris and all that kind of stuff. Everybody changed their, their Facebook picture and, you know, pray for France and all that kind of stuff, you know, because it was a tragedy, right? But there was one guy uh, from, from Syria, I think, uh, who was interviewed about the, the, whole, the, the whole thing. And he said, look, you know what, uh, you know, it is a tragedy. I'm really sorry for, uh, for your loss, but please understand that we have this every single day in my country, all right? Because before this happened, you hear about some bombing somewhere in, in Syria, you don't know. But until you go through that experience, then you don't, like, you don't realize. When this guy said this, when he said, oh, well, we have this every day in my country, it really broke my heart. I was like, man, Jesus Christ, because that thing was horrible, you know, what happened there. But just imagine, we haven't, you know, uh, I don't know where you are, but I am. I'm uh, thankful and I'm lucky enough that I didn't. I didn't uh, grow up in a a country uh, that's at, at war with bombs uh, and stuff. You never know if you're actually going to make it until tomorrow. Bombs are flying left and right. People are dying. You're losing your family and stuff. You know, we have no idea, right? No idea. It's not that we're bad people or something. It's just, we just we don't know. We we haven't lived in this environment, right? Until something really bad happens, like you know, for example, um, you know, people are dying right now from uh, like coronavirus, you know, like from from like influenza and stuff. So you might, you know, some people have a relative who died and stuff. It's it's a tragedy, right? Um, but there, I'm pretty sure there are some countries where it's happening all the time. And this is when you start understanding that, wow, you know what, um, I, I can actually relate. So, you know, hopefully you don't have to go through something that tragic. I'm taking like the extremes there, right? Uh, but just, um, you know, uh, um, as I was saying, something about a friend telling you uh, the kind of treatment, like, you know, a woman telling you a kind of treatment or, or someone who's a, like a victim of racism or something. Uh, you, you don't know. Like here, what, what I find funny is um, a lot of people, when they, they come here in Bali, there's some form of, I don't think, it's not racism. I don't know. I, will, I wouldn't call it racism. Then, well, I don't know the, the, the definition, right? The exact definition. But uh, it's, I will say, a positive racism. In the sense that if you're if you're a, a, a boule, that's what they call it here. Uh, if you're a foreigner, if you're if you're white and blonde and stuff, then you must have money, and so you will pay more than other people. Okay, so there are a few things that you know might seem kind of unfair, um, and uh, this is and people start realizing when they when they come here because at home they don't know that stuff, and here 
it's not a like a really bad racism where people hate you and you get the short end of the stick. No, like people will like because just because you're a foreigner, they will respect you a hundred times more than than uh, if you're like a, a Balinese or something. You know, people will be nice and all that kind of stuff. But there are some things that people start realizing because you know once they're exposed to it. So anyway, I think you get my point. So uh, you know how does it you know so it works in in situations that uh, you probably would like to avoid, right? So you've never been confronted to it, and now you are immersed in it, and you're like, yeah, this sucks. But how does it work for something that you actually want, right? So let's say, um, you know, you want, to, uh, you want to be more successful and stuff. How, how does that work, okay? So what, what you can do is try to put yourself in the role in a different role, and you'll be able to see different things, okay? So right now you're a, you're a, um, a student, right? You're studying something. Well, try to put yourself in the shoes of a teacher, okay? So find someone who knows less than you in the subject and try to teach them. And you will see that the perspective is completely, completely different. You might uncover some, some things. You're like, oh man, I had no idea, right? Uh, because, you know, up until now you were uh, a student and you had no idea what it was to be a teacher. So me, I, I, I remember um, I, I went to Australia. I was working in Australia at some point. I was building a, uh, a department over there in Australia. So my company sent me from, uh, from London. So I was training them. I wasn't building the, the damn thing, right? And uh, I remember, so I was teaching them uh, how our system worked, right? And I was talking like blah, 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 blah. So I found someone, no, I'll tell you that afterwards. So anyway, I was just blah, 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 for like an hour. And then at the end, there are three people who come to me and say, oh, we're very sorry about our team leader. We're sorry that he was sleeping just because he had a baby. The baby's not sleeping yet. And I was like, oh, somebody was sleeping? I didn't see the guy, right? <laughs> because you know, when you were in like high school, huh, you uh, there are some people sleeping in the in the class, and you're like, how does the teacher not see these people? Are they complete idiots? But I hadn't seen the guy. Like I honestly hadn't seen the guy. And the reason why is because um, you know when you're you're scanning through the room, you will find some I don't know some unlucky person who basically is like looking at you at, at some point. And then it's like, you know, the, the, the planes like target locked and then bam, you keep looking at that person, which means that this person's like, oh man, that's impossible. I cannot sleep now. And they have to stay awake, right? So I was focusing on maybe two or three people or something like this. Some, some people I, I locked um, eyes with at some point and I never saw the guy, right? And this is when I realized, oh, you know what? These teachers, it's not that they're idiots, it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can relate. And also, um, you know, the way you, treat, you treated your teachers and stuff when you were younger, then you start realizing um, how bad it was and why you shouldn't do that, you know, because, I mean, these people are trying to help, they're trying to teach you something and, and pass down some, some knowledge. And, you know, they have some, um, you know, you need to respect their time and stuff, you know. Uh, which is stuff that you don't know until you teach um, stuff to people, you know, uh, and there are a bunch of things that you will, that, that you'll learn. But anyway, um, 
put yourself voluntarily in, in the shoes of other people. Okay, so, um, you know, for example, if you're like well off and everything, just try to put yourself, yeah, let's say you have all the money in the world um, and uh, you want to put yourself in the, in the shoes of someone who has a shoestring budget and, um, and needs to kind of like build a business or something. Then you will intentionally go and limit your budget. Like, look, my budget is X per week and that's all I have. So that will help you be creative. That's one thing. It will help you be very, very creative. But it will also, you know, put you in, in you know, you'll have a lot more respect for how some people are able to get by with a, with a budget, you know. So, you know, there are these shows where people change houses you know, there's one, uh, I don't remember what the name is, but you have this rich family who's going to spend a week at this, uh, you know, um, family who's struggling and, and they, they swap houses. And um, very often, you know, the, those, the, the rich family, uh, you know, very often these people start crying, man. They're like, gee, how do they manage to do this? You know, they have kids, they have this, how they pay the bills, how are they not stressed and all that kind of stuff, you know? Not that the, you know, it's not that, all oh, the rich are bad and they're lucky and stuff. I mean, these people, they have done something, they worked hard to get what they have, right? So it's not, you know, as far as I know, I haven't seen a, a episode where it's just some guy who just in, was born with a golden, like a silver spoon in their mouth. No, it's people who built... Uh, what they have and and so you know they do have money because they they bring value but still um, you know being in that kind of situation you know you know will open your eyes and you'll be you know, a little bit more considerate to other people's um, uh, other people's uh, situation you know um, it's you know for example in like religion you know whether you you believe or something or not but you know for stuff like Ramadan for example uh, and I think it's the same for in, um, in Christianity. There is, uh, gee, what's the name in English? I have no idea. French is called Karim. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it, normally you have it if, you, if you're like really Christian and stuff. Maybe people don't do it anymore. But anyway, Ramadan, when people don't eat for like 40 days or something, it was the, the principle is to put yourself in the shoes of like really, really, really poor people who, who have nothing to eat so that you're humble. Okay. And in Christianity, I think it was, uh, gee, I don't know, remember who was crossing some desert or something. And uh, it was to put yourself in the shoes of, of this person who was crossing the desert so that you understand, uh, you know, what you have and you're more grateful and stuff like this, right? So um, anyway, uh, by doing this, okay, the, the, the change that will happen to you will be natural and will be spontaneous. It's not going to be something that's going to be forced upon you, you know, like you're trying to change your mindset and change your mind and people hammering, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. Yes, there is going to be a lot of resistance. Whereas if you go through the experience, you live it, then it is going to come naturally to you. And, and because experiences, I mean, they will stay in your body, they will stay in your mind and everything. It's, it's very powerful. And I think these can bring the, the, like the biggest changes, right? So... Um, yeah, just let me know uh, if you're able to comment, uh, depending on the platform, where you are. Um, is there one experience like this 
uh, that you've done, like putting yourself in, in like a completely different group's shoes to, um, to understand what they go through and stuff and how did that change your life? I mean, what was that experience? Um, what did you learn out of it? And then how was the life afterwards? You know, what kind of changes did you make? All right. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, it was kind of a long podcast that started with my buddy, uh, uh, <laughs> from, uh, IT crowd, my buddy Douglas. Uh, but you know, that's the thing depending on, you know, dep it depends on where you sit, you know, which, which chair it's sitting on. Okay. I, I didn't see that angle of Douglas of like, oh man, the guy's sexist. I hate the guy. For me, it was just like a really funny guy. Uh, just because I'm like, <laughs> it's too much. It's, it's impossible. But anyway, you heard the story already. So yeah, let me know if you had a, like a, a, a transformation like this after going through, um, you know, a, you know, an experience like this and what it was. Okay. Awesome stuff, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. All right, guys, you just heard a brand new episode of the Freedom by Choice podcast with myself, Martin Evonge. So I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If yes, can I please ask you a small favor? All right, so here's the thing. The biggest thing that helps my podcast grow and bring more value to other people is if you guys leave a review, if you rate the podcast, and if you subscribe to the podcast. Why? Because this tells the platform that I'm actually bringing a lot of value to you and that you like my stuff. The more people like my stuff and the more they will show you to other people. And this way, we can make sure that we can impact a lot of people with this podcast and this community, all right? So what I wanna ask is, can you please take three seconds out of your busy day? Because I know everybody's busy. And if you could just like subscribe to the podcast, rate this episode and leave a review. It is three seconds for you, but for me, it will actually make my day and it can help someone else on the other side of this planet, okay? And one thing I like and one thing I want for this podcast is for it not to be a monologue. So I want to get feedback from you guys, right? So if you wanna contact me, it's very easy. You can send an email to contact at martinebonga.com and in this email, you can uh, give me feedback on the episode or on the whole podcast, but you can also give me some suggestions about subjects that you want me to cover, right? If it's interesting and if a lot of people want to hear it, then I will cover it, okay? But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode and I see you in the next one, all right? Thank you very much, guys. Bye.